Good morning. Please uh, take a Bible and turn uh, in your Bible or uh, bring up uh, on your electronic Bible, uh, Leviticus chapter 23, and uh, follow. Look on as I read verses 23 through 25. This morning we are going to consider uh, the Feast of Trumpets. We have been uh, looking on Sunday evening at the, uh, at the feasts of Leviticus chapter 23. We are going to look at feast number five this morning. And once again, that's the Feast of Trumpets. And uh, the trumpet that was used uh, was uh, a shofar, uh, a ram's horn. And uh, that's what we're to put in our minds when we uh, think about the Feast of Trumpets from Leviticus 23. Hear the word of God. The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, On the first day of the seventh month, you are to have a day of rest, a sacred assembly commemorated with trumpet blasts. Do no regular work, but present an offering made to the Lord by fire. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, uh, once again, we thank you for giving us uh, the Bible, for giving us your word. And once again, we thank you for the many, many ways you have used your word in our lives. In your grace, once again, use your word in our lives this morning, all for your glory, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The second coming, or the return of Jesus Christ, is mentioned frequently in the New Testament. Someone has said there are 318 references to it in 216 chapters in the New Testament. One twentieth of the entire New Testament, he continues, deals with this subject. Are you aware that the Old Testament teaches the return of Jesus Christ too? Where? One of the places is in the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets is the fifth appointed feast of the Lord on God's calendar of feasts for the children of Israel. And the spiritual significance of the Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah, is the coming again of the Messiah Jesus. Today, we will consider the Feast of Trumpets, and in doing that, we will have three points in our study. And the first point is this. What did the children of Israel do 
from the Feast of Pentecost to the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, came before the Feast of Trumpets. And there was a three-month gap in the Jewish calendar between Feast number four, the Feast of Pentecost, and Feast number five, the Feast of Trumpets. What did the Jewish people do during this time? Here is the answer. They harvested. Pentecost, you will remember, was a harvest festival. Pentecost came at the beginning of the wheat harvest. From Pentecost to trumpets, the children of Israel worked in the wheat fields, bringing in the harvest. After the Lord God, through Moses, described the Feast of Pentecost in Leviticus 23, verses 15 through 21, he then immediately said these words to Israel. Verse 22, when you reap the harvest of your land. When you reap the harvest, Israel harvested. There is a lesson in there for us, and it's an important lesson. Pentecost speaks to us of the church of Jesus Christ and trumpets of the return of Jesus Christ. We, the church, are to be about harvesting people while we wait for the coming again of our Lord Jesus. You and I are to be going out into the fields and by God's grace, bringing in people to Jesus Christ. Israel worked in the harvest fields. That is what you and I should be doing spiritually. Listen to the familiar words of our Lord Jesus in reference to this. Luke chapter 10, verse 2. Jesus told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And John 4, verses 35 and 36. Do you not say, four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, Open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop for eternal life. You and I are to participate in the harvest. We are not to simply watch others work for the harvest. Someone has said, 
The church today, unfortunately, is like a football game. There are 70,000 watching people in the stands, desperately in need of exercise, and there are 22 players on the field, desperately in need of rest. We are not to simply watch and neglect our part in the harvest because we have other things we want to do. And we are not to just sit around and criticize the harvesters. We are to be out there helping to bring in the sheaves. There are things we can do There are roles we can play. We pray, your kingdom come. We are to do our part in the expansion of Christ's kingdom. A fellow minister has written, I was in England recently serving as a guest teacher. As I was becoming acquainted with the young pastor who picked me up at the airport, I asked him two particular questions. How he became a Christian and how he met his wife. He replied that during the time he was a university student, he was invited to a meeting of the Christian student InterVarsity group. He was not at all interested in Christianity, but his friend persuaded him nevertheless. The teacher at the meeting started with a question. Why are you here? What are you doing at this university? What is your purpose? Various people gave answers, and then there was a bit of silence. Then a young woman stood up and said, we are here at this university to glorify God and enjoy him forever. The pastor said to me, I was absolutely amazed by this statement. I had never heard anything like this in my life. And that was the beginning of his turning to the Lord Jesus for salvation, and also the beginning of his relationship with that young woman who went on to become his wife. But an invitation given, and then a testimony given. They were used by God to bring in this young man to the kingdom of God. Israel worked in the harvest fields between Pentecost and trumpets. That is what you and I, that is what the church of Jesus Christ should be doing spiritually. We should be working in the harvest fields until the return of our Lord Jesus. Here is point number two. What again is the significance of the Feast of Trumpets? The spiritual significance 
of the Feast of Trumpets is the return or coming again of the Lord Jesus. Passover tells us of Jesus Christ dying for our sins. Unleavened bread tells us that we are to feed on the Lord Jesus as we go through this life for him. First fruits instructs us of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus from the grave. And Pentecost speaks to us of the church of Jesus Christ. What is missing? What great truth about Jesus Christ is missing? His second coming. His return in power and great glory. Let me show you in the New Testament where the idea of trumpets is associated with the Lord's second coming. Look with me at 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 and 17. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so, we will be with the Lord forever. One day, the Lord Jesus will return. He will come down from heaven, and when he does, he will come with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. A trumpet will sound, marking the return of the Messiah. In the Old Testament, one of the uses of trumpets in Israel was to call the children of Israel to an assembly before the entrance to the tent of meeting. Numbers chapter 10. Question, who was at the tent of meeting? With whom would the children of Israel meet? Answer, the Lord God. Trumpets brought the Israelites before the Lord God. One of the uses of trumpets had to do with the Lord God. One day, the Lord Jesus himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. I believe the Feast of Trumpets most of all teaches us of the return of the Son of God. 
Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the Jewish civil year. It is the Jewish New Year's Day. When the Lord Jesus returns one day, it will be the beginning of a new day for us. It will be the beginning of our eternity on the new heaven and earth. Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, the return of the Messiah Jesus, the beginning of our eternity on the new heaven and earth. And let's take this with us from our second point. What did the children of Israel do as they waited for the Feast of Trumpets? Between Pentecost and Trumpets, they harvested, they worked, and, and they made themselves ready for the Feast of Trumpets. Let us work for the Lord Jesus and let us make ourselves ready for his return. 2 Peter 3.14 So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. 1 John 2, verse 28. And now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. Point three. What will take place at the return of Jesus Christ? Let me mention three things here. A the resurrection of the saved dead and the acknowledgement by Christ of all his people. 1 Thessalonians 4, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. When the Lord Jesus returns, the saved who have died will be raised in glory. And then all of Christ's people will be publicly recognized by him and declared not guilty on the day of judgment. Look with me at Matthew 24, the end of verse 30, and then verse 31. The end of verse 30, and then verse 31 of Matthew 24. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory, and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, the elect who have died and the elect who are still alive, from one end of the heavens to the other. 
to be publicly recognized by Christ and to be with him forever. Believers, this is our great hope, meaning this is our great excitement, our great expectation, our great confidence. One day, Christ will publicly own us at the final judgment, and he will say to us, come, you who are blessed, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Several years ago, I was with a, a well-known former Major League Baseball player. We were together at a golf tournament. And as we were walking around together at this golf tournament, someone spotted him and said out loud, look, there is, and mentioned his name, look, there is. To be honest, I, uh, I, felt, I felt special. I felt so special to be with that uh, well-known baseball player. But do you know what? That experience will be nothing compared to Jesus Christ one day owning me as his at the judgment. That experience will be nothing compared to Jesus Christ acknowledging me as his, as one for whom he died, as, as one who has followed him at the judgment. What takes place when Jesus Christ returns? The dead in Christ are raised, and all of, all of his people are acknowledged by him. He has died for them. He will acknowledge us at the judgment. B, at the return of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of the unsaved dead will also occur, and all of the unsaved will be eternally condemned by Christ. Matthew 25, verses 31 through 33, and then verse 41. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him. He will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Verse 41. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. I mentioned earlier that one of the uses of trumpets by Israel was to call an assembly. Another use of trumpets by them, I have read, was to blow an alarm, to sound an alarm of danger. The return of Christ 
will be alarming for the unsaved. It will be so alarming for the unsaved that we read these words in Revelation 6, verses 15 through 17, about the unsaved and the return of Christ. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand? My friends, Jesus Christ is coming back. Are you ready? No? Look to the cross of Christ. At the cross, Christ paid the penalty for sin. At the cross, Christ dealt with guilt. At the cross, Christ brought about reconciliation with God. Look to the cross of Christ. Trust in the Lord Jesus as your savior from sin and the master of your life. He says, turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. Turn to the Lord Jesus Christ with a heart that wants to honor him and obey him and follow him. And then see, at the return of Christ, there will be rest for those in Christ on the new heaven and earth. Our Westminster Shorter Catechism has these words. At the resurrection, believers raised in glory will be publicly recognized and declared not guilty on the day of judgment and will be made completely happy in the full enjoyment of God forever. Made completely happy in the full enjoyment of God forever. No more sin, no more temptation, no more struggle with the evil one, no more suffering, no more disappointment, no more burdens, no more sadness, no more painful toil. The full enjoyment of God forever on the new heaven and earth. Leviticus 23 tells us that the Feast of Trumpets was to be a day of rest. Listen, the Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, on the first day of the seventh month, you are to have a day of rest, a sacred assembly commemorated with trumpet blasts. Do no regular work, but present an offering made to the Lord by fire. Once more, the return of Jesus Christ will bring to his people wonderful, blessed rest from sin and Satan and evil and disease and deterioration and sickness and sorrow and burdens and painful toil and death on the new heaven and earth.
Let's be Christians who know this and who really look forward to this and who walk in light of this. This is our great excitement. This is our great confidence. This is our great expectation. The Feast of Trumpets. In our study of this, we have learned that we should be working for the Lord here on earth as we await his return. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, says the Apostle Paul. His return is the meaning of the Feast of Trumpets. When he returns, the saved will be publicly acknowledged by him. The unsaved will be eternally condemned by him. The saved will enter into an eternal rest from sin and corruption on the new heaven and earth. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, please help us to have in the forefront of our minds what we have just gone over this morning in reference to the Lord Jesus Christ coming back. Heavenly Father, help us to really look forward to his return. Help us to walk in light of this truth. May this in actuality be our great excitement, our great hope. In fact, help us to get to the point where we say with the Apostle John, come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.